Blog Talk Radio. I have an emergency. What is your location? Good morning, indeed. Welcome to the war. It's war on every level. So, Lord God, we thank you that you have prevailed in our behalf in the court of heaven on earth, that you are coming again, and you have come to bring us truth. And you said you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. But you also told us, Lord God, that those who refuse the love of the truth would believe and be brought under the counsel of a strong delusion, that they would believe a lie. And so today, Father God, as we're examining whose report do you believe, that you would bring us to the place of giving us eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to want the truth, Lord, to, to know that it is vital, it is imperative that we know the truth. And Lord, I pray that you give each one who listens today an encouragement in their situation to know that you are with them, that all things work together for good to those who love God, that they are not on their own and they're not being punished by you, Lord God. But this is the attack of the enemy against their souls and they're believing a lie if they believe it to be anything else. Lord God, and I thank you for those who desire you. Lord God, that you put that desire in us. You actually did that for us. And I thank you, Lord, for giving us protection, that no, no weapon formed against us will prosper, that no word said, no deed done, no action taken, will be able to be used by the enemy to bring forth any shame, trouble, reproach, deception, or the evil report or the fruit of it. Father God, we ask now for the faithful witness of Jesus Christ in your spirit to our spirits to cause us to know the truth. Amen. Good morning. Amen. Good morning. Hey, Whose report do we believe? Yeah, it's it's life and death, actually. If we yeah, yeah. And, and basically, in the scripture, talks about reports, mm-hmm. and we've got all kinds of reporting going on in our world. We won't talk about that today for yeah. a bit. But uh, the question is, uh, whose report do we believe? A report, the Old Testament definition that's quoted by, uh, that's brought forth by Isaiah mm-hmm. in Isaiah fifty two. Uh, 13 through 15, and then, and it's also repeated, and I think you're going to share that, uh, Marjorie, from Romans 10. It means a, a sound, a something heard, a sound or a rumor, rumor or an announcement. Mm-hmm. So something that we, that we hear, and it's something that's an announcement that we hear. That's, that is, basically, that's basic, the basic definition of the, a report. And the purpose of a report is to get us to take action or to believe something. And Isaiah cried out as we, he re, it was repeated by Paul in Romans, um, Lord, who has believed our report? I think the report, the cry of all the, the prophets, uh, the word of God, the priests of old, whatever, was that people would 
turn from wickedness by believing the truth, and they'd have to believe God, his word, his report, his, his rendition of the story, rather than Satan's reframing uh, or uh, propaganda or uh, counterfeiting of that story. Well, this, the whole summation of, of human history is, is, is believing. That's what, right. what do we believe? That's right. What do we believe? Who do we believe? Because what we believe, we behave. And what we believe ends up becoming and determining our destiny. And that's why this for you today is so important. Because right now you have to understand that we are in the end of days and there's a, there's a huge uh, glut of fake news, lies, uh, misperceptions, deliberate deception. Uh, and, it, and, it, and it's on every level. And it is the more that we're hooked into the media or the ways of this world, the electronics, the technology, the phones, the iPads, the, the cloud, the more that you are hooked into that and use that as your source, the more you are actually hooked into the prince of the power of the air and his ability to deceive you. Well, right. You know, from the, you mentioned things about the TV, magazines, newspapers, Internet, Twitter, Facebook, oh, yeah. uh, in the movies, the computer graphicing. Uh, CGI, yeah, CGI. Yeah, that's even used in in so-called news reports, and and really, so may, anything can look real. Anything right. can look. Anything can look yeah. real. Anything can look true. Yeah, and, and uh, the old saying that you can only believe, you can't believe anything you hear, and only half of what you say, what you see, I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the mainstream media right now is the primary source of the most harmful and inaccurate news ever, so says Alex Jones on InfoWars. And really, that's an interesting title. Uh, I'm not here to promote Alex Jones, per se, uh, although he'd be Right, to, he's to kind of a character, at. right? He's quite a character, <laughs> but he does bring out a lot of truth. Well, this is, this is uh, where the, you see. His whole, the title of his website is InfoWars. Yeah. And that's what's going on, yeah, is information. True. There's information and there's misinformation mm-hmm. that's influencing us constantly. Well, you know, the whole point is to believe the lie. Jesus said, if you believe the lie, you're going to be brought in the bondage under the bondage of the lie. And the lies bring no hope. The, the lie puts the, the, the focus back on us as our own salvation, redemption, that we can have immortality. As a matter of fact, a lot of we're going to go through it in a little bit, but a lot of the people in the Bible Determined, their destiny was determined by whose report they believe. But, you know, with real news, real news <clears throat> is to equal truth, true reporting, accuracy and reporting. Um, and, but, but propaganda, brainwashing, indoctrination have been the strategies that Satan has used since the beginning of time to influence the masses of people. And, of course, if you influence enough of the mass, the other part of the mass is going to follow with them. And so, you know, one of the ways, and I, you know, you and the, the propaganda um, is to repeat that lie over and over and over until it sounds like and becomes and is accepted as the, the truth. The big lie. I remember just hearing that in high school. They taught us the, the different propaganda methods. Yeah. One of them was the big lie. If you say a lie uh, long, long enough, enough. <laughs> over and over and repeat it often enough, people will begin to believe it. As the and, truth. As the truth and accept it as the truth unquestioningly yes and a lot of people don't do their research another thing uh, a way that this propaganda is is worked through the situations as and this has probably happened to you in a particular and specific way yourself you, you the the lie or the wrongdoing that someone else is doing they project onto you they blame you for what they are doing and this gets really witchcraft this is where it gets all tangled up and how do you defend yourself when they're acts and this 
this takes us away from the true question. What is the truth? Because we're now busy defending ourselves. So they're projecting onto um, the, their enemy. The, the, let's just say that the, the liar is projecting onto the enemy who would be us, the very thing that he is doing and accusing us of doing what he's doing. And so everything gets all twisted up. And, you know, the, the bottom line for discerning the truth is to go back to the origin and source. Who is speaking here? Who is speaking? And where does this information come from? What does it reduce down to? Does it reduce down to stress, fear, anxiety, separation, war, strife? Or does it reduce down to peace, hope, and good news? To the beginning of, in the Garden of Eden. Yeah. Because yeah. Satan, God gave the report, don't eat of this tree. Mm-hmm. You can eat of all these all the fruit of the trees of the garden, but not the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Satan contradicted that. He gave a false report. He said, oh, you will not die. Mm -hmm. It's going to be okay. You like it. Look it. It looks good. (laughs) Have it. Try it. Try it. it. You'll like it. Yeah. And and that's the story. And it'll bring you eternal life. And this is, this was. You'll be like God. Yeah. And and so the interesting thing. You want to be like God, right? So Eve was the first one to believe the bad report. She, she did. She believed the report of the serpent who, who connected her with another source, the other source of knowledge and information, which was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Up to that point, Adam and Eve's source of knowledge and information and truth was their fellowship relationship with God. So when she was connecting with the tree, that was the rebellion, the source of knowledge that was Lucifer's source. She was now tapping into it. And because she did that, she became obligated and controlled by and, and and, uh, by this influence, this source, and lost the fellowship with God. So she believed the report that I can do this. And it really was a curiosity to know more. You know, her, her curiosity to know, being dissatisfied with what she was already been told by God or revealed to her by God in the fellowship with God, there was this, I, I want more. It, it was a, a lie or a rebellion. I can, I can do this myself. I can get my own sources. I can, I can live forever under my own strength. Inquiring minds want to know, and that's uh, that can work for good or can work for evil. In the case well, of in the case of Eve, yeah. so what happens is that we come to the knowledge of good and evil. What happens though is our we become so intimately acquainted with evil that it feels normal. Right? That it feels yeah. normal. Mm-hmm. It feels true. It feels right. Mm-hmm. And we're at the point where in our society where we call. Good, uh, evil, good, evil, and evil, and evil good. good. Absolutely. That's how twisted we have yeah. become. Oh, that's so, what Isaiah says, honey. And in, yeah. in, in, was it 59? He says, no one calls for justice, Isaiah 59, 4, nor does anyone plead for truth. They trust in empty words and speak lies. They conceive lies and bring forth iniquity. Um, their work, this, the, it's our lies of iniquity. See, out of the what you believe, comes the fruit of your life. And so if you, and Jesus said, by their fruits, you shall know them. So if you see out of your life fruits of strife and, and, and hatred and contempt and war, you are not believing the right things. And so the, the effects of this, and, and this is Isaiah 59, it has many similarities to Romans chapter one, mm-hmm. talks yeah. about uh, verse seven. I'm just going to read a few of these verses to see the fruit of these lies. Yeah. Their feet run to evil, verse seven, and they make haste to shed innocent blood. That yeah. would be abortion in our day. Pedophilia, among, among other things, pedophilia, human sex trafficking, uh, ISIS beheading uh, people, whatever. Mm-hmm. Their thoughts are thoughts of iniquity, wasting and destruction are in their paths. The way of peace they have not known. There's no justice in their ways. They have made themselves crooked paths. 
whoever takes that way shall not know peace. And it says, continuing on, therefore justice, verse 9 of Isaiah 59, is far from us, nor does righteousness overtake us. We look for light, but there is darkness. For brightness, but we walk in blackness. We grope for the wall like the blind. We grope as if we had no eyes. We stumble at noonday as at twilight. We are as at dead men in desolate places. We growl like bears and moan sadly like doves. We look for justice, but there is none for salvation, but it is far from us. For our transgressions are multiplied before you, and our sins testify against us. For our transgressions are with us. As for our iniquities, we know them. In transgressing and lying against the Lord and departing from our God, speaking oppression and revolt, Mm -hmm. conceiving and uttering from the heart words of falsehood. Mm -hmm. And then just verses 14 and 15, justice is turned back and righteousness stands afar off for truth is fallen in the street and equity cannot enter. So truth fails. And he who departs from evil makes himself a prey. It wow, doesn't that's that, loaded, it isn't it? Doesn't mean that wow. truth is wrong, Mm-mm. but but truth it, it it fails to have the the, the proper influence right. on the lives of people. So iniquities, transgressions, are the fruit of believing those lies, and this is where we're at today. And it's a very critical place because we do know that you know obviously there's a great attempt to influence the masses through the media and the movies. And like we said already, the technologies of this world, that the, the prince of the power of the air rules. And if you partake of them in, in, in a way that, that you're looking to them, to that source for truth, really what the, the mainstream media is doing is covering the lies, this, the horror, the horror mm. of, of what's going on underneath the surface, the sex trafficking. The, uh, I can't go into it right now. You, you can dig it out yourself if you want, but... The, the, and it's just not a little. This is all participating in the, the elite, the Illuminati, the, the Masons. They're all participating in this kind of thing. Now, the Masons, you have a lot of people you may know who are in Freemasonry, who are at the, the ground levels, the, the, the adepts, they call them. And they don't know everything that they're being led into or misled into. Uh, these people are good people, some of them. And some of them, the deeper they get into this, the more lies they are under oath to keep secret. And so what is happening is this, this huge movement, the earth is, is almost like she's pregnant and giving, is in travail now to bring forth the ultimate rebellion against God, the ultimate iniquity, the, the, the labor pains of bringing forth, convulsing in this huge transgression against God, which will show up right at the Battle of Armageddon. And people, the book of Revelation, the book of Isaiah, the book of Genesis, they're all talking to us, telling us what's really going to happen. So it's not like we don't have a clue. It's like we have had a clue and refused the clue. Let's, you know, like, like for example, you, we, we talked about Eve. What about Noah? What if he wouldn't have believed the report of the angel and built the ark? What if he just said, oh, this is just, you know, too much pizza or something? And he wouldn't have realized that this was a, a, this was a critical moment in human, uh, I don't know, continuation of the human race, I guess. And so he took that seriously what the angel said, and he built the ark. What about Abraham, who also chose to leave Ur of the Chaldees and believe the report of the Lord? And it's all about believing the promises. That's why our walk with Christ, with God, is about faith, believing in the promises. The, the Old Testament, their, their walk was to believe that the Messiah would come. Our walk is to believe that the Messiah will come back. 
and that he did come the first time and that he did purchase our salvation and that we can be free from the God of this world and we can be reunited and restored to the God of heaven and earth. What about if, you know, if Abraham um, would have stayed in Ur of the Chaldees and practiced idolatry with Nimrod and his, his father and their, their gods? What if he would have bowed down? What if he would have just said, no, nah, this is too much to ask? What if Gideon would have not believed the report of the Lord? He was tempted. I mean, the psychologist would say he had low self-esteem. He, did, he believed a lot of lies about himself because he looked around him and he was thrashing the, the wheat in the, in the hidden place inside the well or whatever he's doing to hide himself from the Midianites. What if he would have just said, well, you know, it's never going to work. The Midianites got this. It's just too late. I might as well just, you know, hope that I can get this done and get it home to get a loaf of bread so I can eat it so I can die. He, did, he, he, took, he, hold, he took hold of God's crazy word to him that he was called a mighty man of valor. What about Moses, who believed the report of the Lord in the burning bush and went back to Egypt in spite of the, 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 the danger it was, personal danger it was to him, in spite of you know, who he knew he'd run into. He knew Pharaoh. He knew Pharaoh's house. He, he knew that you know, he was going to you know, be met with great difficulty and challenge. What about the, the ten spies who believed? what their eyes said and that the giants were too big for them and that they couldn't go into the promised land. And because people believed what they said, God became upset. And for 40 more years, they all wandered in the wilderness till all those guys were dead except for their children. And the two that, that believed God, Joshua and um, 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 Caleb, they went in and they were mighty warriors. They took the promised land. They took down giants. You know, that evil report, you said they ended up, those that believed the evil report, the slander is what it really means there. Uh-huh. They slandered the land. So some said, you know, hey, we, let's can, go take in. we can take it. Joshua and Caleb were well mm-hmm. able to do it. They said, no, absolutely we can't. They slandered the land. They said, it's a bad land. There's giants there. The, the, yeah. the land eats mm-hmm. up the inhabitants mm-hmm. thereof. Mm-hmm. And what, what happened? It led to rebellion. It led to fear. It led to rebellion. It led to uh, a rebellion against Moses, against God. They said, God, you, they, they, had, they got to a, whole, a mindset, the people of Israel, that God has led us into the wilderness just to kill us, to let us yeah. die out here. Yeah. And so uh, the, the, the unbelief, the fear, the false report took hold. It seems like it's easier for human beings to believe what is false than to believe what is true. Right. And if you, right away in Exodus, almost immediately as God was starting to instruct the children of Israel after they left the promised land, or left for the promised land, um, his, one of his first commandments in, in Exodus 23, 1, you shall not circulate a false report. Do not put your hand with the wicked to be an, to be an unrighteous witness. You shall not follow a crowd to do evil. Nor shall you testify in a dispute so as to turn aside after many who pervert justice. Now, listen, I'll just jump in here about um, fake, fake news. Basically, we had these look at some of the effects and and you can go to Infowars and, and there's a good article there on on fake news. But fake news basically got us involved in Iraq. So they said, well, we have Saddam Hussein has you know, missiles of destruction, yeah, or, you weapons know. of mass destruction. Yeah, yeah. The, the fake news was responsible for so many things. Fake news is so responsible for the, 
the resurgence of, of, of ISIS and mm-hmm. uh, bl- uh, the creation of ISIS, I should say. Black Lives Matter, Ferguson, uh, Division, uh, War. Baltimore, mm-hmm. all this stuff. Even, even the Huffington Post, for example, uh, is said, made of this prediction. They tweeted that, that Hillary Clinton has a 98.1 chance of winning the election uh-huh. Paul, and, and, and uh, 1.9 chance for Donald Trump. Well, they, they, they throw that stuff out there and hoping people will believe right. it. And, it, and it's just, twisted. Yeah. It is perverted but all, here's all the, the deal. way through. It wouldn't work. These things would not work. The fisherman's bait on the hook would not work if the fish were not hungry and if the fish were not maybe even a little bit lazy because this fish was looking for a shortcut to get lunch by going to this nice tasty morsel that was being dangled in front of his eyes. And I think we have to look, it's not, you know, we're not going to, fake news is not going to go away. Lies are not going to go away. The devil's not going to stop lying. But the thing is, you and I are going to have to ask ourselves, why are we listening to it? Why are we being deceived? Why do we want to be deceived? What's wrong with that picture? I can't make people stop lying. I can't make people tell the truth. But even if you go back to, let's just look at a Bible story for a minute about the false report, the bad report in in, uh, Numbers chapter 16, uh, we have the story of the rebels, the Korah and the rebels against Moses and Aaron. And what had happened was Korah, one of the sons of Levi, with Dathan and Abram, those were brothers, uh, they came after Moses and they said, um, they, can't, they gathered together against Moses and Aaron said to them, you take too much on yourselves for the congregation, for all the congregation is holy, even one of them, every one of them, and the Lord is among them. So they were saying, why do you exalt yourselves about the congregation? Why do you think you're something special? Why do you take on all this stuff? All of us can do this. We're all holy. We're all called. And so Moses became upset and, at this because he realized this was a rebellion. And it was, and they said in verse 13, this is interesting. And this is how you twist it back and forth. God had promised and told Moses <clears throat> that the children of Israel would be taken into a land flowing with milk and honey. So in verse 13, uh, well, let's go to 12. And Moses sent to call Dathan and Abram, the sons of Eliab. But they said, we will not come up. Then they said, is it a small thing that you have brought us up out of the land flowing with milk and honey to kill us in the wilderness? that you should keep acting like a prince over us? Moreover, you have not brought us into a land flowing with milk and honey, nor given us an inheritance in the fields of the vineyards. Will you put out the eyes of these men? We will not come up. In other words, he's saying, we can see what's going on, and you've not led us to this land of milk and honey. So the very thing that God had used, as the very words that God had promised them, milk and honey, land of flowing, value and blessings, they said, you haven't done it. And so he says, um, out of the land flowing with milk. They wanted to believe that the place they had come from was a land flowing with milk and honey. You have brought us up out of a land flowing with milk and honey. You have brought us up out. They were saying Egypt was the place where the milk and honey was flowing. And they had been forced to basically leave it. And now they were stranded in the wilderness with Moses and this God who he believed that they really did not totally um, believe or come under. Well, what happened was, God said, um, you know, these guys wanted to come before the Lord. And so Moses was upset. But God says, tell him to do this. Tell each one of them to grab a censer. Those are the um, incense holders, the brass, you know, things that you put the incense, the coals of incense in. He says, and come tomorrow and put fire in your incense burner. And God will show you. He will choose the man 
who he wants to stand before me. And so that happened. They came with their incense fire, and, and God said, um, the Lord spoke to Moses in verse 20, and he said to Aaron, saying, separate yourselves from among the congregation that I may consume them in a moment. And then they fell on their faces and God and, and pleaded with uh, and God, uh, the spirits of all flesh, shall one man sin and you be angry with the whole congregation. In other words, sounds like here that the whole congregation was going to be just consumed because of a few men who sinned. So the Lord spoke to Moses saying, okay, get away from the tents of Kor and Dathan. Tell the people to get away because he's going to, he was going to judge them. So that's what happened. The people believed Moses moved away from the line of transgression. Actually, the word transgression means to cross the line. So there was a line drawn, <clears throat> and that line was the line of safety. To, tra- to cross that, to transgress across that line, would bring them to deadly destruction. And so those who removed themselves from the tents of Dathan and Abram were saved. And those who did not, you know, were consumed, and they were swallowed up by the earth, alive. And then the earth came and closed in around them. Now, this is an act of God that no one could say, well, Moses, this was a trick. You played this trick on us. But unfortunately, the next day, verse 41, the congregation murmured again against Aaron and Moses. And you have ke- and they said, you, you have killed the people of the Lord. Now, this is how the lie works. The lie works when it's exposed. When witchcraft is exposed, it, it goes back with a venom to try to bring back to bite you, to, to, to destroy you, to implicate you, to set a bad report or a false report against you. So Moses um, begged God again, um, and he saw that the plague had already begun among the people, the plague of death. And so Moses said to Aaron, um, run into the midst of the congregation, verse 47. Already the plague had begun among the people. So he put in the incense and made an atonement, put in the incense and made an atonement for the people And he stood between the dead and the living, so the plague was stopped. Now those who died in the plague were 14,700 besides those who died, the 250 or so that died in the Korah incident the day before. So So Aaron returned to Moses at the door of the tabernacle of meeting, for the plague had stopped. You see, God had to clean out 14,700 more people who were doubtful, double-minded, and the, the, the next level of insurrectionists, and that's why this thing wasn't just done in a day, but, but because Moses was obedient, because they did not falter, they did not fail to obey God or the, the report of the Lord. They did what they were told to do. They believed it. They acted on it. Then people were saved and the, the, and the, the justice was brought forth. Truth prevailed and they were able to, to spare the congregation. You see, this is how it is. Sometimes we, we cannot, be consumed with listening to the the mediocre, the lukewarm, the compromised, the infected, whatever that report, because what it has done, it is, is corrupting the congregation of God. And it says in the last days, basically, there's only going to be left a remnant of people who really believe God. And if you look through the list of the people in the Bible, there were not many who believed God. There was a remnant, a constant thread of people who believed God. You know, we move from Moses to the, the um, to Lot, for example, Lot. Um, he, he believed the report of the Lord, the destroyer angel that came through warned them, but his wife did not re- believe it, fully believe it. And so she was turned into a pillar of salt. 
We see David did not believe the report of the giant, but took action against him, um, standing on the report of the Lord, and understood the, the contest here was over truth regarding truth, God's word, and the 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 uh, idolatry, the immorality uh, that was represented by the Philistines, the giants, the Greek mythology. I'm sorry, not the Greek, but the mythology, the idolatry of the day, and he stood for God. Uh, Jeremiah believed God's the Lord's report that Judah was going to go into captivity, and Jeremiah was spared, although he was thrown into a pit. Mary believed the report of the angel, and she brought forth the Son of God. That's crazy. Um, she had to put her reputation on the line. She looked crazy. She looked like a harlot. She looked like she was. She put herself in the in harm's way to the point where she would be put away or stoned if Joseph wouldn't have believed the report of the Lord as well to take her as his wife. The shepherds believe the report of the Lord, and we're moving on into the stories of. Well, we'll move on to that in a little bit here. Okay. Slow it down a little bit here. But Amos chapter 8, verse 11 Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord God, that I will send a famine on the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst of water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. Uh, do we have that famine in this country? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the famine for hearing, not only here, I, 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 there's two parts to this that I see. Number one, that people, the, the word of the Lord is proclaimed and people just don't hear it because our, we're so clogged up with the lies of the enemy. Right. Dull of the hearing. other part is where the, the truth of God, the word of the Lord is not proclaimed. So you can go to most churches mm-hmm. in America, the word of the Lord, they might have a Bible verse here and there, but the word of the Lord is not proclaimed for mm-hmm. the most part. So we're in that place. So who, whose report, who is actually hearing the report of the Lord? Who is actually uh, in the midst of this general famine? Mm-hmm. Who, who are they that are hearing the report of the Lord? And who, how are we to hear the report of the Lord in the midst of the din of all the lies that are around us? Right. Well, you know, the thing is, we have a, a serious problem in that the generation, this generation the, the, of the young people, the millennials, I suppose you'd call them, they have not even had a chance to hear accurately uh, told the stories, uh, the true stories of Jesus Christ, the gospel, the resurrection, uh, eternal life, salvation. It's all been mixed. Everything they hear is mixed. And they hear a great deal more percentage-wise of lies than they ever do truth. The only hope we have is that we have been built by God, made by God, created by God to recognize, recognize and resonate with the truth. The only hope we have is that the Lord himself will be merciful to this generation of young people and, and begin to strike the chord of truth in their spirit because they have not been told. We have, not, we have lied to them. We have seduced them. The devil has deceived them, enticed them, allured them, made them feel entitled and, and unable. They, they don't have any basically root within themselves if it's too hard they give up if it's too much they don't do it if it's not fun they don't want it if it doesn't taste good they won't eat it it's like they have no sense of of commitment to death because they don't know it and and that's one of the the things jesus said that the seed without the the root in it would, would shrivel up and wither quickly and that's they have no staying power so i'm not cursing them i'm just saying this is the generation that needs to be prayed about prayed for and brought in Let's back up a little bit. Why have these the children, let's put it that way, mm-hmm. not heard? 
it's because the parents have not maybe heard themselves and have not communicated to them. Well, so, because the false reports have been going on since the beginning of time. Right, right. But the I, the duty, you know, the God-given duty of parents uh, is to communicate the Word of God to the next generation. But our generation and our, our nation particularly has been seduced with plenty, with prosperity. We have not been persecuted. We have not been forced to seek out anything because we have no need. We had no need of anything. Everything was nice, comfortable after the war. Everything was great. And then we got the televisions and we got the, the actually the return of the, um, the watchers, so to speak, who began to you know, entice us with the allurements, the spectacular, the, uh, just, and the fake life. We have fake lives we can live. We can live lives through the movies. We can live lives through uh, you know, uh, sitcoms and sims and all kinds of things. We don't really need to even come out of our cocoons long enough to, to look what really is going on. And there's the loss because if you're allowing your life to be overtaken by a fantasy world or living in a place of fear, and that's where a lot of believers are too. They're living in a place of fear where they're trying to do everything they can basically to um, placate, make happy the devil so that he will leave them alone. And so they're, they're just trying to cope, get by. And we're too distracted by trying to save our life and in the matter of fact, we're actually losing our life because we're not pressing in. The only way you're going to survive this thing is to get in the war, get in the army, get on the right side, stand for God and take a stand for Jesus. And we, are, we desperately need uh, prophets of truth, people who will, who know the truth, not who necessarily stand up and say, thus saith the Lord, but those who, who bring truth mm-hmm. again. Uh, this is... This is the critical need of the hour. Speaking the truth in love, Paul told the Ephesians, that we may grow up. And so yes, exactly. getting back to the word of God, that one of the great things that happened spiritually and theologically in the, uh, in the 50s and 60s, even back before that, we were reaping the fruit of it, is that the Bible is not the inspired word of God. That's what they say. So we mm-hmm. basically we throw it out, even if we maybe believe that it is, mm-hmm. if we don't uh, know it and live in it by the grace of God, uh-huh. then it's we're effectively not living according to the word, not living according to truth. So We don't recognize Jesus what a critical said, day we're in either. Jesus said in John 17, prayed for his disciples. He said, sanctify them through your truth. Mm-hmm. Your word it's is true. truth. Amen. And we have to come back to the place where we believe that the word of God, the scriptures, Old and New Testament are the truth taken in context that will set us free. They're the standard. You have to have a standard. If you're building a building, right. if you don't have a standard, you don't have a, a three foot inch and a 17 and a half inch 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 and yeah if all your measures are different you don't say well i just want to i decide that uh my inch is going to be three feet my inch is going to be 15 inches my inch is going to be seven inches and that's our our society that's our society right now and it's like the book of the judges it says the the recurring Uh Mm -hmm. the most tragic book of the bible Mm -hmm. there was that circulation between repentance falling away judgment repentance it was a difficult horrible atrocious time why was it so because it says there was no king in israel and everybody did that which was right in their own eyes everybody made up their own truth lived according to their own plan and it was chaotic Mm -hmm. we have to come back to the place 
where there is recognizing that there is a standard. There is a standard of right. There's a standard of wrong. There's the word of the Lord, and that's where we need to uh, return to. Yes, exactly. Well, in Second Corinthians um, chapter 6, Paul is talking about, you know, this, this same thing. Um, he's talking about, behold, uh, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Um, he, he says, for God said, in an acceptable time I have heard you, and in the day of salvation I have helped you. But if we don't ask for that, if we don't plead for that, if we don't stand for that, seek that accepted time, what will we have? We'll have the destruction that comes to those who reject the truth. But Paul says, we give no offense in anything that our ministry be not blamed. He says, but in all things, we commend ourselves as ministers of God in much patience, in tribulation, in needs, in distresses, in stripes, in imprisonments, in tumults, in labors, in sleeplessness, in fastings, by purity, by knowledge, by long suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Spirit, by sincere love, by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left, by honor and dishonor, by evil report and good report, as deceivers and yet true. This is, this is really, the enemy is trying to make the truth look bad and make those who follow the truth. He persecutes them. He punishes them. He makes it very difficult to follow God because it's not comfortable. The people who believe the truth and the, every example, Mary suffered, Moses suffered, uh, David, King David, everybody who followed Jesus is going to suffer. And believe it or not, this, this isn't what people seek after. They want to be accepted. They don't want to be judged. They want to be liked. They want to be praised and approved of. They want to, you know, eat, drink, and be merry. Um, but people who believe God, promises of God, it's not easy. It's not comfortable. Um, they will not be praised by the masses or be accepted. As a matter of fact, they'll be called, like he said, they'll be called the liars. To believe the report of, of Jesus Christ, the Lord, the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ, grace brings with it. Here's what you get. Here's what you get. Write it down. You get exclusion. You get rejection. You get shunning. You get slandered. You get persecuted. You get ridiculed. You get maligned. There's a maligning of your character to make you look like the bad guy. There's injustice. You get ripped off. Things that are rightfully yours, things you worked hard to get. Um, there's mocking. There's relatives who don't like you. They're, they're thinking you're stupid and foolish. They hold you in contempt. There's scoffing. There's martyrdom. There's abandonment. There's misunderstandings. There's insults, injustice, accusations, pain, prejudice. Come on, people. Who's going to sign up for a list like that? Yeah. If you don't and if you don't understand that this is war and that this is the determination of your eternal destiny. Now, there's a lot of people who suffer all this stuff, but they stand for a lie and do it. There's there's many kamikaze, you know, people out there, suicide bombers, whatever, that believe a lie. And they're taking a lot of difficult, you know, hits and things in their lives, but it's bringing forth nothing. So the bottom line is whose report do you believe? Do not believe it because you you know, because they have a glossy, high-class, bright, shiny media service. Satan, not, uh, the, 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 the deceiver in the garden, the serpent, was a shimmering, shiny serpent who spoke. He was able to attract and entice this woman with his, with his uh, light show. So whether it's a big, glossy, mega-church preacher or, uh, you know, a... Uh, a gal that looks like a uh, model, model uh, giving you the uh, anchor woman, the latest 
news uh, in the atmosphere. There's God has called us always to be exceptional in this sense. Paul writes to Timothy in Second Timothy four and verses uh, one through five. He says, I charge you, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. For the time will come, and we could say that the time is certainly here, Mm -hmm. when they will not endure sound doctrine, truth, okay, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears yeah. from the truth and be turned aside to fables, this made true. up stories, lies. Mm-hmm. But he says, but you, this mm-hmm. is going to be the prevailing atmosphere in the last days. Yep. He says, Tim, but Timothy, but you, and I say that to those that are listening today, but God you. is saying, but you. Yeah. This is going on, but you, he says, be watchful in all things, mm-hmm. endure afflictions, do the work of evangelists, fulfill your ministry. He says, you preach the word, you stand for the truth in the midst of this. And he said, all those who will, as you mentioned earlier, yeah. all those who live, are godly. Faithful and tr- live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. And Jesus also said, those who deny me, I will also deny before my father in heaven. And this is this critical day of heaven and standing before God and the, the heavens and earth folding up like a garment and all this stuff. That is coming. It is not, not going to happen. The word of God is absolutely settled in heaven. It will, it will not return void. It is the actual truth, the accurate truth, the foundation of truth, because it is God's word and God's reputation. God's integrity is on the line with his word. You can count on it, and there will be no no veering away from it. Let's let's get to the bottom line of the report of all reports, the announcement of all announcements. It says, who has believed our report, Isaiah said mm-hmm. in Isaiah 53, 1. But the verses just before that, verses 13 through 15 in, in Isaiah chapter 52, and he says, behold, my servant shall deal prudently. This is referring to Jesus, Jesus. Christ. Mm-hmm. He shall be exalted and extolled and be very high, just as many were astonished at you. So his visage was marred. His face was marred more than any man. His form more than the sons of men. talks about the mutilation that Jesus would experience before and on the cross. So shall he sprinkle or so she startle. The word there means startle. Many nations. Kings so shut their mouths at him. For what they had not been told them, they shall see. And what they had not heard, they shall consider. Mm -hmm. So there was the point where Paul reached in the book of Acts, where the Jews were just resisting, refusing, Mm -hmm. stirring up riots, hardening Hardening their their hearts, hearts. unbelief, stirring up mobs, all this. And finally, Paul says, listen, you don't want this. I'm going to go to those that have never heard. Yeah. You think you've got all the truth here, mm-hmm. and all you got is your, 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 your tradition. I'm going to go to the Gentiles. I'm going to go to the non-Jewish people, those uh-huh. that have never heard, those that are living in, that are just Darkness. lost. Yeah. I'm going to them, mm-hmm. and they're going to hear. Yeah. And, and so that's what we believe is going to be happening in these days, that those that have never heard, the, the, the millennials or whoever they are that have really never heard the word are going to hear the word 
are going to believe. Yeah. Amen. But what we need is people who will go to them mm-hmm. and to be with them and proclaim and demonstrate the truth and love of Jesus Christ. So we need the people who have heard and do believe to go forth and bring that report, mm-hmm. the good report, whose report have you believed? And have you lived a life that's worthy of you being followed? I mean, a lot of times our own inconsistencies and double-mindedness has made it uh, made our report uh, unbelievable because we have been inconsistent ourselves. So it's very vital and important that you walk a consistent walk because here's the other problem. If we, we move across that line of transgression, there's a line, and that line dev- defines in or out, that defined going to get swallowed up and who wasn't, that line of transgression. If you walk across that line, move across that line towards sin, you will be harmed. You will be brought under the control, pulled in under the influence of that. So with our own lives, the enemy tries to create in us weaknesses. Obviously, we are vulnerable people because we are weak. We're human. We don't have, you know, superhuman capacities and capabilities. That's why they're trying to make all these superhuman super soldiers, super this, super that. But we have innate weaknesses and we do have needs, but God also knows our needs. And so if you're going to go to the Lord to get those needs met, or if you're going to sneak off and, and, and take, partake of the devil's solutions, then you will be controlled by the devil. But so we have weaknesses. God knows that we have doubts. There is a temptation to be double-minded. There is a temptation, the allurement of the world, to love the world, to participate in the fables, uh, in the, um, the fantasies, in the, tech, in the technologies, um, where the prince of the power of the air holds the other side of that string. Um, there's, if you step over that line, you transgress, partake of the devil's delights, it will cost you. He will use it against you. Satan will use that to build his case against you in the court of heaven to, as the accuser of the brethren, to demand that you be punished. And he will bring his demonic judgments upon you, just like he brought demonic judgments against Job. Because in the end, God said, I didn't do this. This horrible thing, these horrible things that have happened to Job is, was not my doing. That was the devil bringing demonic judgments on an innocent man. So you can imagine what Satan would want to do with an uninnocent man, a guilty man or a man who's guilty. And Job was simply being tested because Satan did not believe that he was a righteous man. And so he believed that he could break him and prove to God that this man didn't really love him. So what's really being tested when you are being tested and driven to the wall? And every bad thing is happening to you. Remember that this may be the enemy's testing you. And this may be God's keeping you. And Satan says, I don't believe she, he really loves you, God. I know it. I can prove it. I'll put a little pressure on him and they will cave. And this is the point where you have to cry out to God and believe the report of the Lord. That all things work together for good to those who love God. And do not panic. Do not panic in these last days. Do not be afraid of sudden destruction when it comes to the wicked. Do not be afraid of the every day in the news, every day they have some new scare, some new medical situation, some new mosquitoes, some new drones, some new uh, interruption, disruption, assassination, something somewhere that tries to pull the masses into a place of panic and fear. God is not a God of fear. Perfect love casts out fear. God has you here for a reason. Let us know this reason. Our days on this earth are literally numbered, numbered towards the end in the books of Revelation and the books of Daniel. God begins to number the days, number them, you know, 42 months, 1,260 days, uh, a time, a time and a half a time, three and a half years. The days are numbered. 
And we don't know if they've started the countdown on any of those numbers yet, but we're very sure that we cannot go much longer. This generation will not sustain another generation. The DNA has been too hacked. Our DNA has been hacked into for generations by Satan. And it's, it's now coming to the place where it's, it's almost impossible, you know, except for the grace of God, except for the truth and the transformation. See, what happens when Jesus comes into your life is you are regenerated. You are transformed. Old life, your old body, your old DNA, your old junk is, re, is transformed, healed, renewed, uh, made new. And so you have a fresh start on life coming to Jesus. But coming to Jesus is not for a coward and it's not easy. And if you have already accepted Jesus or you think you have, if you hope you have and are not sure you're saved, and there's a lot of people out there like that too, who aren't sure they're saved because every day Satan hacks away at your life, makes you believe that you are what you do. God didn't say you are a human doing. He said you're a human being. Doings. Satan wants you to believe you are what you do so that he can get you to do bad things or, or think bad things or have bad feelings and then believe and take those feelings and those thoughts and those actions and ascribe them to you. Not every thought you think you thought a thought you thought. If you have a thought to murder your mother, that is not from you and is not from God. That is a demonic spirit who's trying to get you to believe a lie. And obviously the thoughts of discouragement, uh, self-hatred, self-condemnation, guilt, shame, it's my fault. Those are not from God. They're not the Holy Spirit talking to you. And it is time you take captive every thought. It is time you do your spiritual math and reduce down where to, to discern where these thoughts are coming from. What source? There's only two sources. Stress, fear, separation, bitterness, offense, anger. All these things come from the enemy. Anger is a sensitivity to injustice. Anger is not always wrong. But anger always indicates that there is something that is unfair and wrong. Always. So if you're angry about something or infuriated or, or uh, frustrated, uh, you have to ask, what is the injustice here? Because everything, everything reduces down to either heaven or hell. And so for those of you who are fr- floundering about, am I saved? Am I not saved? What, well, let me ask you a question. Do you want to be saved? Do you want to be saved? If you want to be saved and you believe that Jesus Christ is a Savior, you're saved. How, how simple is that? Though you may not feel saved every day, though you may not act saved every day or every moment you are saved you're saved you're bought and paid for by jesus christ now the next step is to clean the house god bought the house that would be you he bought your life back from the powers of darkness now he's cleaning the house and that's sanctification and he goes into all those little corners and closets where you're scared and terrified and feeling bad and ashamed and don't know what to do and god wants to sweep them out by the power of the holy spirit and set you free clean out those closets of fear and 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 generational junk don't be afraid to let Jesus Christ help you clean your house. It's a good thing. It's, and if you, you, you don't have to handle it. You don't have to control it. You just have to submit and surrender to it. You know, say, thy will be done, O God. Mary didn't figure out how she was going to conceive of the Holy Spirit. She had no idea. But she just said, thy will be done. Be it done unto me according to your will. And boom, that was it. That's all she had to do. God just had to get the okay from her. Needs your okay. So if you're struggling with a crazy life right now, you give God the okay to go in there and take care of it because that's what he wants to do. And here, here the deal is, is to learn to live according to the word of God. Now we're so used to living according to our thoughts, yeah. our imaginations, the words of our others, emotions, our feelings, the words of others. Influences. We are so programmed 
to go that way. Like the mob, but we're the mass. The Bible says that the just shall live by faith. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Mm-hmm. And it, it takes a whole transformation. We're transformed by the renewing of our minds, yes. Romans 12, mm-hmm. too, that we, we might prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Approve so, of it. So really coming into the place where I am not who somebody else thinks me to be, says mm-hmm. I am, yeah. accuses me of, I am who God says I am. God is who God says he is. That's what I will live by. I will not live by these false reports. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I will not live by the, the announcements uh-huh. and the, that which is heard and that which is spoken in this world. John writes, he says, the whole world Captain is under the, the sway of the, the evil, evil one. In First exactly. John chapter 5, I believe mm-hmm, it is. So, mm-hmm. so we, we, we're, not, we're living in this world, not of it. Mm-hmm. We're living to the sound of a, a, as a writer put it, of a different drummer. Right. We're living by the sound of the Word of God, by the Spirit of God, mm-hmm. by the, the Lord Jesus Christ himself. And a, and a couple of practical steps to do that are, number one, turn off the television. Turn off the radio. You don't need constant noise in your life 24-7. Because you know what? That is the streaming subconscious programming that is going into your, your conscious, subconscious, um, unconscious being to manipulate you, program you, and control you. Turn those things off. On. If you have to have music and noise, turn on something that's worshipful of God, that's edifying, maybe an uh, audio version of the Bible or whatever. And, and work towards quiet. Work towards simple. Work by resting. By you, know, you don't have to have everybody like you. You don't have to have, you know, we have this gang mentality that everybody's got to like me. We've got to have the party mentality, this party spirit. You know what? You and I are going to stand alone before God someday. Yeah, he's going to judge the nations and he's going to judge the, the, the sheep and the goats. and he's going to judge. But you and I, he's going to look at you and he is going to say either, well done, good and faithful servant, enter into the joys of your master. Or he's going to say, I do not know you. Depart from me. He's going to say one of those two things to every human soul on this planet. And you're one of them souls. And nobody's going to stand there and validate you, in, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know. Testify on your behalf. Yeah, right. Nobody's going to stand there and, and, and say, well, you know, God let him in. It's going to be what you have believed. What report have you believed? It all starts with whose report. It always has been that way. It's always been. The whole question for humanity has been whose report are you going to believe? Are you going to believe what I say? I am the Lord, your God, your creator. Or are you going to believe what the liar, the, the, the counterfeiter, the snake, the serpent has done? And look at how well done the snake has done this. I mean, the dragon. Just, just watch if you dare. I mean, I tell you not to watch it and then I tell you to watch it. But, you know, if you, if you hear these things, the, the commercials, the, uh, the, the various things that, that Satan puts together, these fine productions, to get us, to influence us, do not be deceived, you know, by believing those lies because they are going to be your eternal destiny. Even if it's in high def, <laughs> Satan, you'd like to use the high def. Yeah, well, there's something probably on high def now. High I'm thinking. Def, high, I think yeah. we're behind the times. I think we're it's so, probably we're so old and behind the times. But but there is no middle ground. There is no right. you either get in or get out. There's no lukewarm. There's no half in, half out. There's there is that line. If you cross the line of transgression, back away from it. Repent. Confess the sin. 
can agree with God. The Bible says, confess your faults one to another, pray one for another that you be healed. And we dare, so we're so afraid to do that. We're afraid to be vulnerable. We're afraid to confess. But you can confess it to God. He's not going to hold it against you. He's not going to humiliate you. He's not going to make you embarrassed. He's going to receive you. And the blessing comes to those who believe the report of the Lord. Even though we stand and we're maligned and misunderstood and attacked in many ways, uh, you just think of this time of the year, Marjorie, where uh, Joseph, yeah. uh, the husband of Mary, believed the report of the Lord concerning Jesus right. and concerning Thank Mary. God. And Mary believed the report of the Lord that as a teenager that she was going to uh, be the mother of the Messiah. She mm-hmm. believed that report. The wise men, these magi, these basically yeah. New Age guys from the East, mm-hmm. that you know, New Age uh, gurus or whoever they were, uh, actually they read a prophecy uh, concerning the coming of the Messiah, and they came. Yeah. They they they, they t- traveled that long journey, believed the report of the Lord. Or the maybe shepherds, can I say about the magi? A little thought here on the side. Maybe these magi were different than the most of the the soothsayers, the magicians of the day, because they came from, maybe they came from Daniel's school. Um, because they Daniel, they came from Persia, they were from the East, and Daniel had left a legacy, I'm sure, of seeking God. And these magi, they brought the gold. Who knows if they didn't bring Daniel's own um, inheritance with them to, and you know what? Why not? God connects everything. Everything is connected. Well, yeah, they could have been, you know, uh, converted New Age guys. Converted. Well, yeah, but they knew the star. They believed the star. They had the, the and they believed this, the report of the star. And the, and, the, and the angels, of course, they had that angelic visitation, and they came and gave the report. To the they shepherds, reported, too. They, the shepherds reported mm-hmm. what they had seen every chance they had. And the shepherds, it's interesting, shepherds were not allowed to even testify in court. I know, that's why it's kind as of funny. <laughs> a, as, as a occupation, they were considered so dishonest and so unreliable. But these guys were possibly um, but look at this the simple. flocks that were used yeah. for, the, for, the, um, for the flocks for the sacrifices. But the God but, took these But look at this, Jerry. Look at, he, had, he had simple people, like the shepherds, and he had very high up people, like the wise men or the major. And so he had both spectrums. He had people coming to testify from all spectrums of society. Right. Joseph as a working class guy. Right. Mary is uh, a poor Mary, little Mary teenager. Mary is, is, is a teenager. Mm-hmm. And so this report came. Uh, the women, we, jumping way ahead when Jesus was raised from the dead. Yep. The women. The report of the women. The one, yeah. Mary Magdalene, out of yeah. whom the Lord had cast seven devils, yeah. brought the report uh, these are, to these apostles. Right. And these apostles didn't believe what yeah. the women had to say at first <laughs> until Jesus appeared to them. Unbelievable. And then they saw the report was true. So the report is. Well, I guess you can be, un, you can be too skeptical of truth as well as too willing to embrace it and swallow it up. So like with the apostles, they, they were blinded, I think. It says reason, they reasoned in, them, in their hearts, the guys on the way to Emmaus, and they didn't recognize Jesus. So, so when we're so busy reasoning with logic and statistics and, you know, reports and uh, whatever, that we, that it, it clouds us from the simple truth of the simple story of God's love and, res- and, and um, intervention in the affairs of man. We, we have, so we have an opportunity here. You have an opportunity today to believe the report of the Lord of what he has called you to do. And the only way you're going to find out what that report is, is to read it. And it's in the Bible. 
the only way you're going to really be able to sanctify and solidify that report is by spending time with the Holy Spirit in a quiet place and listening to God. And you say, well, I listen to God and I don't hear anything. Well, yes, you do. You just, you know, let the Lord discern to you the peace, the, the love, the comfort. God doesn't come to us in a booming voice with a megaphone. Usually he comes in the still small voice of the inner, his, his spirit bearing witness with our spirit. And it's always been some believe and some believe not. But let's pray right now. Yes, Father God. Lord God, that you will help us to believe. Mm-hmm. Really you believe. Know, that we mm-hmm. are called believers. People who trust you are, are, are believers. And Lord, we, those that are listening to this report today, that all of us here, as we're praying, would believe yes, you. Father God. We would believe your word, that we would reject the lies of the enemy, that we will not allow ourselves to be programmed by the lies of the enemy, that you will deprogram us, yes, Lord, Jesus. from the lies of the enemy yes, and Jesus. reprogram us mm-hmm. with truth, that we will be transformed by the renewing of our minds, yes, that we may prove what is that good and acceptable in the will of God, and that we will walk in your truth not just be forgetful hearers, as James said, but that we will be doers of your word. Believers are doers of your word. Help us yes, be in Father that God. place in our lives today and in all the days to come. Yes, Father God. By the power of your Holy Spirit, we ask these things, Lord God, because it's only you who can do these things in us for your mercy's sake and for your word's sake, Lord God. Separate us now from all of the encumbrances, the lies, the treachery, that Satan has set up all around us and let us be set free by the power of your truth. For Jesus, you said, you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free and whom the Son sets free is free indeed. So let it be. Let it be your gift to us. Let it be your mercy to us. Let us walk in a new place this year in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. Join us at liferecovery.com or truelightchurchmn.org for more information. Because there's a war for your soul.